You're listening to the Prana and Patchouli podcast with me, Amy Davis. I'm a restorative yoga teacher, and every week I'll be sharing practice tips, spiritual tools, breath work, and guided meditations to reduce stress and raise your vibration. If you haven't already, be sure to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. Welcome back to another episode. I hope you're all nice and cozy and you've got something lovely to drink. I've got a big warm mug of tea as we dive into today's episode. And this one is all about supporting ourselves when we feel burnt out. So I'm going to be talking about what burnout looks like and feels like. And that can be really different for all of us because we are unique. And I'll also be sharing my own personal story with burnout as well as some inspiration that will hopefully help you to Breathe a little bit more life back into your body and your heart if you are feeling burnt out right now. So I just really hope that this episode feels really nourishing and supports you and lets you know that you're not alone. So let's start by talking about what burnout is. Burnout is when stress builds up over time and we don't give ourselves time to recover. And when it comes to stress, there's a spectrum, right? So at the beginning of that spectrum, we're kind of in a low stress state, where we're calm and we're relaxed. And then there's beneficial stress, which helps us to create and get things done. And from that place, we're able to return to low stress or that low stress state quickly. But then there's high stress, and this has the potential to impact our body and mind negatively, especially if it's over a prolonged period of time. And this can lead to poor performance. And if we're constantly in that state, it can be really difficult to bounce back and return to that low stress state. And those physical changes that your body goes through in response to stress aren't harmful on their own. So I don't want you to be worried every time you feel stressed. But it's when that stress continues for a long time, then that's when it can start to cause problems. And that's why restorative yoga practices and 
mindfulness practices like meditation or breath work are so powerful because they activate that relaxation response and help us return back to that low stress state. Now, if you're anything like me, and I'm sure you are because you're listening to this, but I'm an Aquarius and I love to understand the meaning and purpose of things in life, especially things that I've experienced personally and burnout is definitely one of them. And so in my own recovery from burnout, there was something that I discovered that really helped me to understand what was happening in my body, which made me feel less broken and really helped me to navigate my way through that really difficult time. And I want to share that with you now. So Hans Selye was an endocrinologist who studied the effects of chronic stress. And in 1936, he developed something called general adaptation syndrome. And while that may feel or seem like forever ago, it's actually considered to be a modern biological formulation of stress. And Selye's general adaptation syndrome really describes the process that our bodies go through when we're exposed to stress, whether it's that positive or negative stress. And there are three stages. The first being alarm. The second is resistance. And the third is exhaustion. If we don't resolve the stress, then this can cause physical and mental issues like we mentioned before. So let's just start by saying that our natural state is homeostasis. It's balance. It's peace. It's home. But when our stress response is triggered, This sets off an alarm in our bodies. So this is the first stage. And our bodies mobilize resources and we enter fight or flight mode. So the sympathetic nervous system is activated. Then in the resistance stage, our parasympathetic nervous system tries to return us back to homeostasis. But if we go through that process enough times, then that prolonged stress or stress that isn't resolved leads to the last stage of exhaustion. And this is where your reserves are depleted and you become more susceptible to illness. Enduring stress without relief or time to restore drains you physically, 
mentally, emotionally, and even spiritually. You can no longer cope with stress, and this may look like fatigue, decreased tolerance to stress, or perhaps most importantly for this episode, burnout. The physical effects of prolonged stress can result in pain, headaches, tension, poor digestion, a weakened immune system, high blood pressure, insomnia, and even anxiety and depression. So what causes burnout? I think there is a medical definition which actually states that burnout is caused by work, but personally I think it can also be caused by caretaking, family issues, health issues, or any kind of chronic stress. Everybody is vulnerable to burnout, but especially those in certain professions, and I think we think back over the last couple of years through the pandemic, people like first responders and teachers, those in healthcare, are at higher risk. And also higher at risk are people like perfectionists, me being one of them, and those who have a history of trauma. When I graduated from law school in my early 20s, that was probably a time in my life where burnout was most significant for me. I felt like I'd been studying for almost 10 years at that point and the stress had built up and built up over time and honestly I think the only reason that I was able to get that far was because I had my yoga and meditation practice that kind of kept me in that stage one and stage two of alarm and resistance and kept bringing me back down, kept calming me and soothing my nervous system. But eventually that got too much and that's why I burnt out because I was so depleted and exhausted. And then even again when I left that career behind and launched my business, I thought, well, now I'm teaching yoga, I'm doing what I love, I can't burn out. But that's just not the case. And if you're curious about whether when you're following your passion you can burn out or not, then I can definitely tell you yes. And I think that my tolerance for burnout was much higher when I was actually doing something that I really truly loved and was passionate about and believed in. But then that was kind of a a double-edged sword because I could just keep going and going when really... 
I should have slowed down. I was fueled by this purpose and my why, but I kind of forgot that I was still human and I still needed to take care of myself, especially as this was exactly what I was teaching people. And eventually I was forced to slow down when my anxiety became so strong, that warning alarm, that I really had to stop and listen and honor my body's prayer for rest. If you've ever experienced burnout, then you'll know exactly what it looks like and feels like. Or maybe you're like I was and you're kind of ignoring those signs, which can be subtle at times. But burnout often looks like having negative thoughts and stories running through your mind, having little to no motivation, a lack of enthusiasm, insomnia, exhaustion, feeling emotionally overwhelmed, amplified anxiety or depression, feeling easily triggered or having a lack of focus, maybe it's just simply reaching for wine or sugar more often, and I've definitely done that too. You sometimes can't explain it. You can't explain or put your finger on why you're feeling that way. For me, I almost felt like I didn't have the emotional bandwidth to process or think or have to deal with anything even slightly complicated. It's like I was in this constant brain fog or had this constant brain fog and I couldn't think clearly and my tolerance was so low to any triggers or stresses, which once upon a time I could have just easily dealt with. There was no space between me and that trigger. There was no thoughtful response. It was just reaction. And that was a really strange place to be. And I was like, what is wrong with me? And there was nothing wrong with me at all. I was just so exhausted. There was an overload of cortisol in my body and my adrenals were just totally fried. And this is really the stress processing system failing. So rather than just naturally, you know, the parasympathetic nervous system coming on, returning us back to homeostasis, that doesn't happen and instead the stress builds up and builds up and builds up until we get depleted. 
And those little signs and symptoms that I talked about can be really huge. You know, it might be, especially if, you know, you love the work you're doing, but you're just so overwhelmed and overloaded that you lose your excitement and your gratitude for work. And that can be a really confusing thing, especially when you are so passionate about what you're doing and you're following your calling. And I remember during the pandemic reading something about this this thing called languishing, which was where you're not depressed or, you know, you just want to stay in bed. It's just this feeling of meh. And I really think that that's what burnout feels like too. It's like a loss of your mojo. And you feel like you need life breathing back into you and your passions and your dreams. And if you're someone who has really big dreams and all of a sudden you feel like you have no motivation, it can be really difficult to navigate your way through those feelings. So I want to share with you three ways in which you can recover or start your recovery from burnout. And the first is a really simple step, but perhaps more difficult to do in practice, and that's to cultivate acceptance. Accepting that you're in a state that's not sustainable and something needs to change and quickly. Now, I understand that there are times when you just can't slow down. Perhaps you're working on a big project which has a deadline or you have no holidays left to take. But we all go through this ebb and flow in our work and personal lives. But this first step is so important because it makes you more aware of your energy. The input and the output. Ask yourself, where is my energy going? Even this simple awareness helps you to slow down. To be a little kinder towards yourself as you start to shift your perception and your expectations of yourself. So just really honoring that this is where I'm at right now. And then from that place, you can start to make a plan for yourself. And this leads me to the second step, which is to give yourself grace and space. In a really practical sense, this means telling people what you're going through, being honest with them so that you can call in support. And I know that one of the biggest things for me when I was feeling burnt out 
was having that support around me and my love language was acts of service. You know, just really simple things like Jonathan helping me around the house, you know, cleaning, cooking, doing the laundry, all those things that you know, add to your plate, to your to-do list can really quickly become overwhelming, especially if you're struggling with work-related burnout, then it just creates a little bit of breathing space so that you can rest. So asking for support, delegating, outsourcing wherever you can, Letting go, cutting things off your to-do list that really don't matter. Finding the hidden rules that you've set in your own life and letting them go. Like ask yourself, is the world really going to end if I don't do this thing? And often the case is no. And then part of that, that's more about the creating space in your day. But giving yourself grace by practicing kindness. And in yoga, we call this ahimsa, nonviolence. Just being kind to your mental and emotional self. And this is all about self-care and compassion. And... The more you do this, the more you can start to undo the negative self-talk and destructive patterns that can be especially prevalent when you're feeling burnt out, especially that inner voice that whispers, you don't have time to rest. Practicing kindness, giving yourself grace, can help you change your mindset and shift away from those negative thoughts. And one way that I really like to do that, especially when I hear that negative voice speaking up, is repeating mantras, changing the narrative. And it could just be something as simple as, I choose love instead of this. And that just works like a pattern interrupter so that you can create space for grace and come back to a more loving place. And then the third step is to do what fills you up. And when you're burnt out, your body is depleted. You need rest, right? And sleep is always on the list, of course, but a problem with burnout can be insomnia, which makes the whole process even more frustrating. And it honestly sometimes takes more than just getting a good night's sleep. The thing with burnout is that the stress accumulates over time, so it's also going to take time to unravel and unwind. 
Now, things like restorative yoga and meditation and breathwork and one thing that was really powerful for me was yoga nidra because I honestly didn't have the energy to do much else. And I actually felt guilty about not doing my regular yoga practice, which at that time was a little bit more lively and dynamic. But when I was burnt out, that's when I really fell in love with restorative stillness practices. And I honestly used to just lie on the floor for like an hour at a time doing a guided yoga nidra, just press play on the audio, get nice and cozy. And honestly, I would probably fall asleep or drift in and out. But I knew that I was getting this really deep restoration and that's what my body was craving. That's what I really needed. And the beauty with a practice like yoga nidra is that it works holistically on mind, body, and soul level. So you're really recharging those deep energy reserves, physically, emotionally, and energetically. And that's why I take such a holistic approach on the mat because it takes all of those things to heal, or at least that's been my experience of it. When you're feeling burnt out, a bubble bath is not enough to help you bounce back. Now, it might be something that does fill you up, and that certainly does for me, but I just want to talk a little for a moment on that cliche of self-care. You know, and self-care is such a buzzword nowadays that we think that it's taking a bath or doing a facial, drinking water, getting sleep, and all of those things are great. And all of those things can feel really nourishing and supportive. And quite frankly, they do fill me up. I love all of that. But also think about what is really most enjoyable and helpful to you. So yes, of course, those rest and self-care practices, but think about things like cooking your own meals or going out in nature. I know that's something that really fills me up. Or having fun, laughing, like those sorts of things can really fill you up and replenish you. And also another thing that I found for me was learning. And it had to be joyful. It it, it could never be something that felt like I had to do it. But just learning and stimulating more positivity through curiosity. And as long as I was studying something that I was really passionate about, and for me that actually turned out to be the practices that I was using to support myself at the time, learning more about the nervous system and how we can heal ourselves. 
But what is nourishing to you? What will help you feel like yourself again? The key with burnout is not adding too much to your to-do list. But can you expand your to-be list? And I think that when we're feeling burnt out, it's really easy to want to cut things from your to-do list, which is great. And that's what I talked about in the second step, creating more breathing space. But what often happens is that we cut the things that can support us the most, like our restorative yoga practice, like our morning meditation or yoga nidra or afternoon breath work, whatever it is. But we need to learn to prioritize them because they're crucial in not only our recovery, but also preventing future burnout and you know you've heard the saying that prevention is much easier than cure it's much easier to prevent burnout than it is to recover from it put some more back in what fills you back up again and like i said at the beginning each of us has a different mixture, a different makeup. So what we need to nourish ourselves when we're feeling burnt out will look and feel different for all of us. And we have to find that for ourselves. It's all subjective. How you get there, how you experience it, and how you get out of it. But like all things, if you really take the time to get quiet and still and let your inner guide show you the way. But having a plan is really important. Just keep it simple. You might just focus on the fundamentals like sleep, healing, health and self-care. Like you do the bare minimum during the week and on the weekend you make a plan. Find something you enjoy, even if it's just 10 minutes a day, and make a routine out of it. Then you can add in as you go. And as part of making that new plan, maybe it is finding a new job or just getting extra resources and asking for help. If you want more support on the mat, then I have a ton of resources to support your mind, body, and soul over at pranapatchouli.com. I really hope this episode supports you. Take care of yourself till next time, and I'll see you back here next week. I hope you loved this episode of the Prana and Patchouli podcast. If you want more support and inspiration for your practice, then be sure to join our community of seekers, feelers, and dreamers by signing up for my weekly emails at pranapatchouli.com. You'll also get my free mini virtual retreat to help you stress less and restore peace right away. I'll be back next week with a brand new episode 
So until then, from my heart to yours, namaste.